0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. And you know, in today's world, we're almost consistently bombarded with infinite choices on where to spend our hard earned money. So what makes a brand exceptional and well, I suppose worthy of our decision? Uh, the ongoing success of a brand can often rest on the values at its heart and how authentically they are expressed and communicated in the marketplace. In fact, brand values play indeed a significant role in building deeper connections that turn one-time customers into loyal customers. Brand Finance, one of the world's leading brand evaluation consultancies, has launched its flagship report, the Global 500 2023 in Davos, during the World Economic Forum. And every year, they put thousands of the world's biggest brands across all sectors to the test. And the 500 most valuable and strongest brands are included in the annual Brand Finance Global 500 reports. So, any Singapore brands uh, made the rankings? Let's find out more. Uh, right now on the line with me is Alex Hai, who is Managing Director, Asia Pacific Brand Finance. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Such an interesting topic, brand valuation. But first, I'd like to know more about your company, Brand Finance. Tell us a little bit about it. I mean, what does it mean to be a brand valuation consultancy company?
1: Sure. So brand finance is present in about 25 countries. We've been around since 1996. And what we really focus on is a mixture of brand research, brand valuation and brand strategy. What we think is that those three together work together to to give really powerful insights to our clients on how to use their brands better to make more money from them, basically, because ultimately that's the point of brands for for the companies that they're used for.
0: Mm. It's an interesting concept. Tell us a little bit more about what entails brand valuation. Certainly it is different from brand value or value behind the brand. How do you decide?
1: Like I say, we've been around since 1996 and actually we've been in Singapore since 2000. And over that time, what we've been really trying to do is develop the standards or doing valuation and finding out the value of brands to businesses. So in 2010, we we helped create the international standard on brand valuation. And basically, what that says is you need to look at brands from a financial point of view, a legal point of view, and a behavioural point of view. So you need to know how much money it is making. You also need to know whether the owner of the brand really does own it. So. Do they have the rights to the money? And then finally, do people even think it's any good? And so you need to have an idea of what the level of awareness of a brand is, how much people like it, but then also how many products or how many services is it, is it really applied to? And those things together create the valuation method that helps to understand what impact brands have on businesses. And actually, in our analysis, what we routinely find is that brands make up around 20% of the value of businesses. So the impact of brands is really very significant.
0: Mm. And this is just purely a curious question, might be a little bit out of what we're talking about, but this methodology can it be applied to, say, your social media influencers who have uh, value in that sense, their own brand valuation or personal brand valuation. Can we apply this methodology as well?
1: In our Global 500 list, mm. what we're looking at is uh, the top companies. We're looking at the top companies brand values. But actually, the, the methodology and the kind of thinking behind it can be applied to all sorts of organizations, whether they're charities, whether they're countries or individuals. And actually, you know, with all of the publicity around Prince Harry's book, actually back in 2012, when um, there was a lot of publicity around the royal weddings, we mm-hmm. did a evaluation of the royal family and found that the value of their brand was extremely high and, and bringing in a lot of economic benefits to the UK.
0: Wow. Okay, so Alex, Brand Finance has recently released its flagship report, Global 500 2023. This was in Davos during the World Economic mm-hmm. Forum. What are we looking at now? I mean, the impact from the tech downturn on, on brand value. Do we see a, a bit of a fall there?
1: Yeah, so actually, this is the first year in quite a few years that uh, we've seen an overall fall in value. It's a small fall in value, it's only 1% less than last year, but it's still significant that we're seeing a fall And that reduction in value is seen across most sectors, but most pronounced in tech, especially at the point where we published the valuation table. It was unclear what was happening around China, Mm -hmm. whether or not it would be opened up. And that really had a strong impact on those brands that were exposed to, to the Chinese market, like Apple, but also rising interest rates, some legacy issues with customer service over the pandemic period all having a, a downward impact on the brand values but there were some bright sparks you know TikTok is coming up in the ranking yeah. and actually Tesla as well which might be so surprising for some
0: yeah so I'm um, looking at the top 10 most valuable brands tell us a little bit about this list so at number one we've got Amazon followed by Apple Google Microsoft Walmart Samsung ICBC Verizon and as you mentioned Tesla ninth TikTok uh, has made the top 10 as well
1: yes so as you can see, it's heavily dominated by tech, and actually we've been doing this study since 2007, and back in 2007, I think Coca-Cola was, was number one, and you, you used to see a lot more retail and bank brands uh, up in the top 10, but really that's changed around completely in the last 10 years, and, and we see, you know, like I say, Amazon, Apple, Google, Microsoft up there at the top. Walmart, it might be surprising, but actually it's really defended itself well against Amazon, completely updated its online offering and continues to provide extremely good service, albeit only in the U.S. Samsung, ICBC might be surprising given its regional focus on China, Mm. but it's such a huge bank that it it really is high up in our ranking. And just switching across to Tesla. So Tesla, the point here is that really we've been evaluating Tesla as a car brand. And so as their revenues are are increasing and this year they reported extremely high revenue growth, their brand value is growing too. I I think we never really bought strongly into the hype of it being a brand that transcends sector or category. And that means that, you know, th- there aren't so many peaks and troughs in our valuations of Tesla over the years. Does
0: mm. there, someone like Elon Musk play a part in it in the sense that, you know, everything else that goes on in the news. I mean, he does represent the company and that goes some way in, I guess, uh, sort of a brand valuation.
1: Absolutely. So, so CEOs have a very strong impact on the perceptions of brands of some brands. So Tesla has never advertised. It's really relied on the hype around Elon Musk and its uh, innovations to kind of build its brand. And actually you can see that dependence on one person kind of having a, a, a little bit of an impact on the, particularly the, the share price of Tesla. But we've done a study for the third time this year, which we launched in Davos 2, which is around the brand guardianship. So CEOs and chairmen that are really protecting the strength and value of Brands, And actually what we found in, in this year's study was that maybe some less known brands or less known CEOs uh, are really very strong. So, for example, Piyush Gupta from CBS is ninth on our list. And that's really because of the transformation that he's overseen in the last ten years.
0: Yeah, uh, I understand. Uh, UOB CEO uh, Wee Ee Chong is thirty second in separate ranking of top one hundred CEOs as brand guardians as well. I mean, so I take all these things, or, or even on the aspect of Piyush Gupta, you know, being ranked ninth. What does that do for my company? Uh, which department has to react first? Is it marketing?
1: Yeah, so it's really, a, it needs to be a combined effort. So marketing is focused on customers. They have a, a strong impact on the brand and ultimately customers are the, are the real major stakeholder you're trying to impress or simplify your offering to by the use of brands. So really they should be leading the charge in, in, in building the brand values that you're trying to create. But HR has a strong role to play. Employees, especially now, are in high demand, especially in Singapore and other you know, developed countries. A brand, a strong brand, is very important for that stakeholder group. And finally, for financial stakeholders, so for investors, you know, having a strong person at the top that knows what they're doing, has a very clear idea of where the company is going and is really acting on that, together with a strong brand Mm. will, and we found evidence of this, strengthens relationships with those stakeholders and ultimately leads to lower costs of investment.
0: Mm. Interestingly, uh, it, it does have an indirect impact on the country it's from. Uh, for example, Singapore. Did any brands, Singapore brands, that is, uh, stick out for you in this report?
1: Yeah, well, actually, no, so I, I mentioned DBS. And mm. DBS is the core standout performer. Okay. This year. So we've got six brands in our top 500 from ASEAN. Three of them are from Singapore. So that's DBS, UOB, and OCBC. So it's really, you know, financial services dominated, which makes sense for Singapore's strengths. But DBS grew 21% this year, which was the fastest, fastest of any ASEAN brand in our global 500. Um, and that's through a mixture of well thought through acquisitions, but it's also improvements in perceptions of the service and their reputation in the different markets that they're operating in. Mm,
0: I suppose the digitalization aspect definitely played an impact because you talked about the three different pillars to look at when you're putting that overall valuation picture together.
1: Absolutely. So, so digitalization is something that's extremely important in all sectors, but particularly the banking sector, DBS is developing its platform over the last few years and has been focusing on customer centricity. I think back in 2009, it created an internal approach called RED, which is be respectful, easy to deal with and dependable to make itself customer centric. And and that's really followed through into their digital services. But one thing that should be pointed out is that actually, especially in banking, the digital trend can have two edges. So, On the one hand, it makes your brand strong and dependable, easy to deal with. On the other hand, it leaves customers more open to cyber attack yeah. and issues with cyber security. And that's a really, really important thing to get right to banks right now. Mm,
0: the education side of things as well uh, mm. as a result of it. Uh, I've been speaking with Alex Han, who is Managing Director, Asia Pacific, for Brand Finance. Alex, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day ahead. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg